0: That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems,
1: but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.
2: Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for smart, successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And today I'll be joined by a guest to give you an inside look at the work I do with my clients. This is your opportunity to learn through someone else's experience. They may even ask a question you have or one you haven't even thought of yet. So keep an open mind, open heart, and let's dive in. Hello and welcome to episode number 256 of the Love Life Connection podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you're new to the show, I know we've got some new listeners, a very big and warm welcome to you. I'm super excited to have you here. So make sure that you take a dip back into the archives and listen to any podcasts with titles that resonate with you. And a really good thing to do also is to head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And if you scroll all the way to the bottom of that page, there's a search bar And there you can type in some keywords, getting over an ex, inner child work, dating break, whatever you're having a question or struggle around, you can type that in. And then it's almost like you've got your own curated playlist. And then you can download those episodes, go for a nice walk and have a really nice, hopefully soul enriching afternoon, evening, uh, whatever it is. So again, veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast is where you can make your own little curated playlist. And even if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, but you're looking for some more inspiration, that's a really, really great thing to do. And one quick thing, I know that the weather is getting warmer. Vaccines are making their rounds. We can finally see a light at the end of this pandemic tunnel. Uh, however, obviously we're not quite there yet. So if you're feeling frustrated around dating and afraid that it'll be another year or another six months before you can even potentially meet somebody, I really encourage you to download my pandemic dating guide if you haven't already. In true Veronica the Capricorn fashion, it is very step-by-step. It is very tangible so that you can easily follow the steps and then apply it to your life so that hopefully you can start meeting great people even while online and even while we're not really leaving our houses too much right now. Again, you can download that at veronicagrant.com forward slash COVID. And to be totally honest, most of the steps, most of what I outline in that guide, I think applies really whether or not it's a pandemic, I think it's just good dating hygiene to keep your mental health in check while you're dating. You know, of course, there are a few very pandemic related issues that come up in the guide around like masks and are we going to meet indoors and what do we need to do so we feel safe for each other? Of course, that's going to be more related to the pandemic. But other than that, pretty much everything else that I outline, I think it's just really good you know, practice to have so that you don't totally lose your mind when uh, when you date. So again, you can download that for free at veronicagrant.com forward slash COVID. And one more thing before we get to my coaching conversation with Deborah is the Date Yourself Challenge 2021 is coming up, and it's actually coming up quite soon. So if you're listening to this episode around the time that is released, make sure you sign up right away so you don't miss it. If you're new-ish to me within the last year or so, the Date Yourself Challenge is my five-day challenge where every day I send you a little date to have with yourself that will help you to connect with yourself, that will help you to clear some of your blocks, that will help you to strengthen your intuition and your ability to trust yourself, which will help you to trust others and see red flags. So really, it's just a really, really great way to give yourself a dating refresh. So if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling a little bit jaded, even if you feel like you keep attracting the same thing over and over again, if you feel like you've done everything and you don't know what else to do to try to shift patterns in your love life, this can be a really, really great place to start. So you can sign up for free over at veronicagrant.com forward slash Date Yourself Challenge. And every year I do a pop-up Facebook group just for challengers. So if you've only been listening to me on the airwaves of this podcast, then the Facebook group can be a really great way for us to actually connect because I know you're actually human. I'm actually a human and I would love to support you. It's just a really fun way to get to know each other and you know, just so I can support you through the challenge and help you with any questions you have around your ones love- life. There's going to be a free workshop at the end of the challenge just for challengers called four ways to accelerate your love life. So it's just going to be all around goodness. So to join us again, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash date yourself challenge. We start March 22nd. So again, if you're listening to this podcast episode around the time that. This episode is released. Go ahead and sign up. Don't delay. And if you're just coming in a few days late, that's totally fine. You can catch up. There's no such thing as you know being late or doing it wrong, anything like that. So again, veronicagrant.com forward slash date yourself challenge. All right, so my podcast episode today, I'm super excited and I just really love that Deborah brought this question to the podcast because it's actually something we haven't talked about too, too much. I'm trying to think of an episode where this has come up before and I just can't think of one, at least not right now off the top of my head. And that is, you know, doing inner child work is deep work. I mean, I believe deep work equals deep love, right? So I'm always talking about the deep work. I'm always doing the deep work and I'm always thinking about the deep work. I'm always coaching my clients on the deep work, but I know that... It can feel a little, some might describe it as awkward, it can also feel a little icky. It can make you cringe. Is the word that Deborah used. And if you feel like, yeah, I kind of like this deep work thing, but oh, it kind of makes me feel weird. Or I don't really want to go there. Or I don't really know how to go there. Or do I really have to do this to find the kind of relationship that I want? Then this is going to be a really great coaching conversation for you to listen to. In this episode, I walk Deborah through how she can kind of get over that block, over that barrier, so that she's able to connect deeply with herself. It doesn't feel quite so awkward or cringy, and it'll help her to attract a more emotionally available partner. So if you can relate to that, or if you can relate to, you know, you're the one always doing the kind of. Mental kind of personal growth. So, like, you're really good at doing your life visioning. You love creating five year plans and you really want to work on changing your thoughts and your beliefs. And you're like, you really love doing that kind of stuff, but then nothing really changes. You know, again, I think we have to dive deeper into the more spiritual, emotional work. And if that Part of personal growth makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable. Again, make sure you listen to this episode, listen a couple times, take notes, do what you need to do. So, without further ado, let's get to my coaching conversation with Deborah.
1: Hi, Deborah. Welcome to the show. How can I help today? Hi. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. And I just want to say I'm probably like quite a few of your viewers. And with COVID and everything, I just have had online dating fatigue Mm -hmm. and I actually feel like I'm on that dating carousel, you know, the same horses, you (laughs) know, the same messages, the same men keep reaching out. And I unfortunately feel like I don't have the desire to date anymore. Mm -hmm. And I was hoping that you could help me reignite that desire or, yeah, just assist me with trying to look for the possibilities again in dating. And maybe that's finding another forum in which to date. I've, I've been doing online dating. I haven't tried any of the apps, but that's pretty much my question. And okay. Okay.
2: Okay, so let me ask you a couple of questions if that's okay. So, the first thing is, what was dating like before the pandemic?
1: The first word that comes to mind is slow.
2: <laughs> okay, and what do you mean by that? I mean, like in terms of not many matches or what?
1: So, slow in the sense that, yes, when I would go online and read profiles or write back and forth to individuals, I just did not find that many people who I either initially clicked with or felt like I shared values with or shared similar interest with. Mm -hmm. So it was slow for me to actually get to a real date where you would meet in person, right? Mm -hmm. So there might've been phone calls, email exchanges, but when you got down to the actual physical aspect of meeting, that's what I mean by slow. It, okay. it took a while, but then again, the number of people who I met were very, very few.
2: Okay, okay. So it doesn't seem like it's so different between before a pandemic and what it is now.
1: Oh, not really. Not like okay. say that. <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. So can we agree that the pandemic's not really your problem?
1: I would agree. Yes.
2: Okay. 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 Great. I might be throwing a wrench in plans, but it's not the problem. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I just want to clarify that when you were taking a dating break and then now you're back in and it feels, you know, exhausting carousel, I think is the word that you used. What were you doing during your dating break?
1: So there were quite a few things going on in my life. I won't get into a lot of story, but I have had...
2: Okay, let me clarify. my. I don't want you to share anything you don't want to share. Let me clarify my my question. Meaning like, okay. what kind of personal growth work were you doing?
1: Okay. So personal growth work, I have been taking a lot of different classes mm-hmm. to work on myself, primarily focusing on what I want my life to look like. And that was in the realm of not only relationships, but also work. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing quite a bit of that as a matter of fact.
2: Great. Great. Yeah. And so when you go online and you you know, are going through the carousel, so to speak, what does that remind you of? Like what emotions, what period in your life previously, what, what comes up for you?
1: It's interesting. The first word that comes to my mind is despair. (laughs) That sounds pretty tragic. Well,
2: here's, here's why I ask because, you know, online dating is not your problem. The pandemic's not your problem. I'm not saying there's not like skills to learn around making online dating a more enjoyable experience. I really do believe online dating can be an enjoyable experience. However, often as we've learned the pandemic, I would say the same thing is true with online dating in a very different way, but it's just, it just exacerbates. It just brings to the surface, whatever is going on in relationships or dating anyway. So from that perspective, what do you think is the thing that's blocking you in your love life?
1: So I think there are a couple of things. One which I think is rather universal, not wanting to be hurt. Mm -hmm. And two, being accepted for who I am. And I also struggle with looking for someone, given that I'm also contemplating moving out of the area.
2: Okay. When has there been a time in your life where you didn't feel accepted for who you were?
1: There have been numerous occasions.
2: Okay, and does it go back to childhood, perhaps relationship yeah. with your parents?
1: Uh, yeah, that, and just throughout my life, whether it was when I was going through school, or even in in work environments, or even relationships themselves. Mm-hmm. It, yes, it's it's. I don't want to say chronic, but it's it's been, it's been pattern. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure you've heard me say on the show before that, you know, anomalies happen, but when the same thing happens over and over again, that means there's something, you know, deep rooted here. So how do you cope when you're in a situation when you don't feel like you're being accepted for who you are, or you're trying to be accepted for who you are? And I want to go back earlier rather than look at more recent things, because the more recent things are just manifestations of the core wound. How did you cope? How did you react?
1: How far back are we going?
2: (laughs) I if you if you can, I would prefer to go all the way back to childhood.
1: Okay. So this is going back to literally like when I was about five years old. So I just distinctly remember that I felt as if my needs were not being met and that I didn't matter. My opinion didn't matter. It didn't really matter what I wanted. And of course, when you're five years old, you have no control. And your parents tell you, this is how it's going to be. And what do you normally do as a child at five, you cry, right? And that's what I did. So I cried, I was upset, I was told not to express those feelings and not to be upset. So not only was I not feeling Like I was being accepted or understood, but I also had to repress my displeasure, my sadness. Yeah. So, kind of a double whammy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so, okay. So, you cried out, and then that was basically scolded. So, it became like this loop or this cycle, right? That you were in. Did you do anything else to either try to get your needs met or to cope with? Situation, I'm not getting your needs met.
1: Not really. Okay. You know, it was okay. just one of those things where that was how it was going to play out, and there was really nothing I could do.
2: Okay, great, great. I mean, not great. That.
1: That's no, happening. I. I Sorry,
2: but, but, I can you see how when you go online, it's not really about the online dating or anything like that. It's really just that little five-year-old girl. She's getting reprovoked. In a way. -hmm.
1: I do see a parallel. I think what happens for me is that I get very pumped up, if you will, excited, I'm positive. And then when I get online, it's like somebody took a pin to a balloon. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's all over within five minutes. You know, I'm looking at profiles sometimes reading what some of the individuals have written to me and I just don't feel inspired.
2: Yeah. Okay. So you're operating and you're trying to do this on two different planes. Okay. And let me tell you about these two planes. We've got, when when there's personal growth work, I mean, I really think that there's four planes. There's the spiritual, the emotional, mental, And then like the tactical, like the actual tangible things that you do. Um, And I've talked about this before on the show. I personally believe we have to delve into all four of those layers for real growth, real transformation. I shouldn't say real, I should say um, sustainable growth and transformation to occur. So you pepping yourself up to, you know, get online I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. That's not bad. Um, but imagine if you were to talk to your inner five-year-old, and you were like, "You got this. Just forget about your parents. You're going to be moving out of the house when you're 18, anyways. That's like in 13 years. That time is going to fly by. Like, you've got this. You can do this. Just, you know, keep your chin up." Your five-year-old would be like, "What? <laughs> 13 years seems like light years away. You know, to a five-year-old. Right. You know, what a five-year-old needs." in that moment or in those moments or in that time of her life, she needs compassion. She needs to be heard. She needs to be told like, I'm sorry that your parents don't take care of you emotionally. I'm sorry. They're not there for you. You, you don't deserve that. You didn't do anything wrong. You know, you deserve to have parents that take care of you emotionally. Those are legitimate needs. Can you feel how that's more of the less cheerleady, coachy approach and more um, of just connecting emotionally?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I have done some of that inner child work and, and I have to be honest with you. I cringe when I do it.
2: Mm-hmm. And why do you and cringe?
1: It's probably because I didn't really get that. Mm-hmm. I'm not used to it. Mm-hmm. And when I try to do it, it just makes me like my skin crawls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Even though that's what I want and would like from a partner, I'm having a difficult time providing that to myself, Mm -hmm. right?
2: Yeah. And if it makes your skin crawl, giving yourself that kind of unconditional love and affection and support it will probably feel the same way coming from a partner, even though that's what you consciously want. Mm -hmm. But on that subconscious, more emotional, intuitive level, it's just like you never learned how to receive and accept that love from others for simply being who you are. Mm -hmm. And it feels incredibly vulnerable. And so those kinds of relationships are just going to feel like mentally, yes, you want them. Emotionally, it's going to make your skin crawl.
1: Yeah, it's too much it's, it's too, too much. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you push those people away
2: or you nitpick them and look for like the small, stupid little thing that makes putting this in air quotes, a good excuse right. <laughs> to, um, you know, break up with them or whatever the, the rebellion pattern might be with that, but you're going to push them away subconsciously or, you know, until you can bring that pattern into, into the conscious. Right, and so I also kind of believe that if something makes you feel uncomfortable, probably means you need to do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, you know, I've been back and forth on that, in and out. I've gotten better, but I'm still, as I'm talking about it, I can still feel myself cringing. I know
2: it's okay. It's okay. Like, look, you're not offending me. I know I'm like the queen of inner child work, but you're not offending me. Because here's the here's the thing. Like, you just you like. I'm trying to think of like. I love my metaphors and analogies. I can't think of a good one, but it's basically like you have a destination, like you have a goal in mind and like, you're trying all these different routes to get there. Like you're doing like the life envisioning and the relationship envisioning and um, you're doing the cheerleading and the pep talk and like all of these different things. And you're saying, oh, but the pandemic's in my way, like the online dating's in my way. But then it's like, there's a very direct route. You know what I mean? there's a very direct route. That's probably the quickest route <laughs> to the destination. Right. And, and you're doing everything you can to avoid that route. And that's cool. Like we can, I, I'm not saying like cool as in like, well, we can find another route, but cool as in like, we can have compassion for that. Right. Cause it is scary. It is uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's, that's what I can say about that. So I think that you're at a point where you can decide if you're going to keep trying these other routes, mm-hmm. you know, and like, how long is that going to take you versus like the most direct route, which yeah, it's, it's uncomfortable. Inner child work is not comfortable, mm-hmm. but I also know that it just, the way that we're raised when we're kids, it just becomes like the way in which we see ourselves, men, women, love relationships, all the things. It's how we learn how to be in relationship, not necessarily romantic relationship, but just relationship. Right. And the fact that you struggle to feel accepted in other parts of your life and not just in, you know, just in even like the online dating platform it even shows to me more how important this work is for you. Mm-hmm. I can't make you do it. You know, no one I mean, I'm not telling you my job to make you do it. You have to be the one to decide that you can do it. Because you can. What's coming up for you? <laughs>
1: I have visions of a, of a five-year-old having a tantrum going, Oh God, no inner child work. (laughs) Yeah. And that's exactly what she
2: did, right? She probably had (laughs) tantrums to get because she was frustrated because she wasn't feeling supported by her parents.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Can you
2: see how you're kind of treating your inner five-year-old the same way your parents treated your actual five-year-old self?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's the same thing. It's it's not acknowledging and not accepting, wanting to just make it go away and here, we'll do something else, you know. Like, don't pay attention to your issues behind the curtain. We're going to be over here working on something else, right? So, yeah, I see that. And I get it. I I get that those things that make us most uncomfortable, it's like anything. And they say that's true with public speaking. You know, you have to get up there and you just have to keep doing it over and over and over and over again, Mm
0: -hmm. just like
1: podcasts, whatever, you know, to where you start to become comfortable and it becomes second nature. So same Mm -hmm. holds true with the inner child work, Mm -hmm. There will be a point where I actually get okay with it, right? Or even more than okay with it, that I start to feel comfortable with it. And because it is so foreign to me, this whole notion of having my emotional needs met, right? Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, it feels uncomfortable.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's a really easy thing you can, you can do. It's a very, it's a very like, it's like the gateway drug our child work. Okay. Do you have a picture of yourself from around five years old? I do. Okay. Do you have a place that you do your journaling or your, if you have meditation or anything like that, do you have a place where you do that kind of stuff in your home?
1: I do have like a little altar set up.
2: Great. Great. Yeah. Can you put your five-year-old self there? We'll will picture of her.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Uncomfortable laugh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, yeah. Because I know it's going to be really emotional because I look at those photos and I've done that before and I just break down and start crying. I'm like, where did that person go? You know, mm-hmm. lighthearted, fun. Yeah. Not that I'm not those things, but it just, when you see yourself at that age, right. It just, it stirs up a lot of emotion. Are you
2: open to connecting with her briefly right now?
1: Sure. Why not? Let's let's, like I told you before we started, this is the year of possibilities and I'm going (laughs) for it.
2: (laughs) I love it. I love it. All right. So go ahead and close your eyes. Actually one question. Do you have your five-year-old self? Like do you have a picture of her like right now? like that you could grab quickly?
1: If I not, have, that's okay. I'll have a younger photo. Like how young? Like two
2: or three. Oh, well, when you look at that, when you look at that age of yourself, does it bring up emotion?
1: I'd have to look at, I mean, there, there is something behind it. Yeah. I mean, if I think about it, yeah, there's, there is some. Okay. Why don't you grab it real quick? Okay. I, I will. well. So I found two photos. And um, interesting enough, I'm wearing the same thing on my head. So this is I don't know how good you can see this. Oh, yeah, I
2: can see that. And for those listening, it's a very cute. I don't know. I can't age people yet. Three year old, maybe. <laughs>
1: yeah, That's me. And apparently, I like, I'm, I'm dating myself now. I like to compete with the Ed Sullivan show. So, when Ed Sullivan came on, I got that little bucket. I put that little blue thing on my head, knitting, <laughs> crocheted hat. And I started dancing around and performing on that little bucket in front of the television. My mm. parents told me I would do it every single time. <laughs> and this really stirs up a lot in me because I actually wanted to go into the theater as a career. And I was told mm. no.
2: Oh, interesting. So, okay. There's a lot to unpack here, but we're not going to get through all of it. But right, yeah, start.
1: but here's, here's the other one, you know, so you can see, I had this affinity for this blue shade, <laughs> whatever that is. And I'm sitting there in a chair with a Donald duck that my dad gave me. Love it. So, okay. Yeah. So,
2: um, instead of closing your eyes, I just want you to actually just put one or both of the pictures, like right in front, you can prop them up, you know, in front of your screen or wherever. And I just want you to look at them the soft gaze and we'll just start with taking a few breaths keeping your focus on these two pictures and as you're looking at these two pictures what emotions come up
1: what comes up for me is that why couldn't i just be accepted for who i am and Why wasn't it okay for me to be who I am, right? Why did I have to pretzel myself Mm -hmm. to be accepted?
2: So those are thoughts that come from a feeling. So what's the feeling underneath those thoughts? Sadness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, keep looking at the pictures. I just want you to be with the sadness. You don't have to put thoughts or words behind it. Do you feel it somewhere in your body?
1: Oh, yeah. Heart center.
2: Okay. Okay. So just focus on that feeling. I know it's like the opposite of what you wanted to do. <laughs> on a scale of one to 10, how strong do you feel it in your heart? 10 being strongest.
1: Initially, when it first started, it was definitely like a an eight or nine. Mm-hmm. But since you told me to focus on it, it's definitely dissipated. Mm -hmm. So probably down to maybe a four. That's great. All
2: right. Just breathe with it for a few more moments.
1: And then when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Okay. So this was
2: just like, the simplest of ways to connect to the inner child, you know, beyond this, you know, I like to have conversations and free parent the inner child, you know, there's and that's a whole, whole other thing, but can you see how just by focusing on the emotion, it already dissipated? You're like, well, at first it was an eight or nine, and then it was a four. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when we um, do the work with the hard things. Cause we, so we think that like, it's like this I don't know. I have some Harry Potter scene in my head, but it, we think it's like some box that's like with something in it and it's like a big monster trying to get out or whatever. And it's like, oh God, oh God, like you're trying to like hide it in the closet and like put a million things over it. And it's like, just stay in the closet, stay in this box, don't come out. And it's like, it becomes so much work. And then even just trying to suppress the emotion. And just not even go there, that creates anxiety because you're like, I don't want to feel it. And it creates fear. I don't want to feel it. You know, all of these other things that we don't want to feel. Right. When in fact, if we just open the box, like, yeah, it might be a little at first. That's the sound effect that came to my head. I don't know why, but it will ease. That's just what happens.
1: Yeah.
2: It's just what happens. And this isn't something that's like, you know, unique to your experience. Like, I've, coached hundreds of women you know through things like this and like never once has someone said now sometimes it like might say more constant depending on what it is but like i've never had someone say oh it just got so intense i can't take it it always goes down because here's the thing like you're suppressing like all of these things from childhood that you don't want to feel and the thing about emotional suppression is that we don't get to pick and choose which emotions we suppress And so by you choosing to suppress the sadness or the loneliness or whatever the emotion is, you also suppress your ability to feel other things, things that you want to feel. And that in turn, in some ways, makes you also emotionally unavailable because you're not able to feel the things that one is supposed to feel in a healthy, happy relationship. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. I get it.
2: (laughs) Sorry, are you... you're you're at a point where the ball is in your court, right? Mm-hmm. You decide to keep taking these other routes that you think are shortcuts, but they're really not. Or you can take the most direct route to attracting the kind of relationship that you want to attract, whether it's online or meetup groups or church groups or hiking groups or like whatever kind of groups you want to go out and meet people through. You know, because whatever avenue you choose to meet people through, COVID or not you know, whatever the pattern is, it's going to show up, right? No matter what medium you decide to to be on. So what I'm curious to hear is what can you commit to right now?
1: Well, I would like to work on what we talked about in terms of this inner child work. It's like you said, I mean, I, I've tried so many different things. And it's not the medium Right, it's it's not the dating site, it's not COVID. I mean, those are all just external factors, right? Mm-hmm. So the only constant is me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I need to work on myself, and I need to have that breakthrough because without that breakthrough, I'm not. I I might get close, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to achieve what it is that I'm trying to achieve. Exactly. And yeah. So I can choose to do nothing or I can choose to do something to try to release that block. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And I mean, just a very, like I said, the very simplest thing you can do is put pictures. I mean, the pictures you have are great, a five-year-old picture would be amazing just because that was the age that came up. But like, if you can't find your five-year-old self picture, like don't let that be an excuse, you know, use what you got. But I think that would just be a really good first step. And every time you sit down to meditate or do your journaling or do whatever you do at your altar, you know, just sending that little girl in the picture, love one breath, two breaths. And we're talking less than 30 seconds here. That can be a really, really great start. You know, my, my inner child course is also a great next step. Um, it takes you through step by step how to do all this work. Um, no matter what you choose to do, though, I really, really encourage you to not continue taking what we think is the easy way out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, that's not going to help me. Yeah. Because, I mean, I have purposefully not really been truly dating just because of all that stuff right in the background that's been kind of running me. So that's years lost. Mm -hmm. You know, we're talking, we're, we're going on what year seven where I haven't literally been in a relationship.
2: Yeah. You can't control everything about dating, but you can control you. You can Uh control what you decide to do. And that, you know, sometimes people feel bad that they're the common denominator because you know, for obvious reasons, but I'm like, well, I think that's actually a good thing. Cause like, that's a part of dating you can control.
1: I can control you know? myself.
2: Right? Yeah. You can choose, you know, what to focus on, how to grow, how to do the healing work, all that kind of good stuff. And that's just what I, you know, encourage you to do. Does that sound good?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think putting those photos on the altar and looking at them and just sending myself that message of love and kindness and, and doing that consistently. I think for me though, it's probably going to require more than just that.
2: Yeah, oh, absolutely. I think inner child work does require more than that, but I think that's just a f- good first step. And once that feels a little less skin crawly, <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: My skin's not crawling anymore now that we're talking about this.
2: Oh, that's good. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah. Once you can feel more comfortable, you know, cause it's important to keep yourself safe too, right? Like we don't want, like we do want to go outside of our comfort zones. I do believe that's where growth happens, but we don't want to go so far that it just becomes so scary. We almost re-traumatize ourselves and we're like, never again. You know what I mean? So it, ha- it does have to be little steps and it is okay to be like, "Oop, that was a little too far. I'm going to take a half step back in. That's all fine. Right. So once looking at your pictures feels, all right, I'm ready to go deeper with this. I'm ready to really connect with her. I'm ready to really reparent her. I'm ready to deal with the stuff, you know, any res- residual feelings that you have towards mom or dad, then you can, you know, begin that journey, but you don't have to like, it doesn't have to be in or out it's not black or white you can start very gradually you can kind of begin in like that little just slow all right i'm gonna wet my appetite kind of place and then go from there okay okay all right my zero is this helpful
1: yes awesome. yes very much good thank I'm you so glad to hear
2: Hey women, I wanted to jump in here real quick to let you know that I've opened up the doors to the Love Incubator 2021, which is my one-on-one coaching program with a small group element. I only run this program once a year. So if you desire a deep transformation in your love life and want to work closely with me, this is your opportunity. The Love Incubator is a four-month journey and immersion for women who are ready to dig deep and discover the art of finding a lasting and equal partnership in their life. And the Love Incubator, you'll have one-on-one coaching calls with me each month, plus a group check-in call so we can assess your growth and you can connect with like-minded women who are on the same path as you. No longer will you feel alone or like you're the only crazy one. There's so, so much healing in that. So if you're ready to dig deep, grow massively, and have me hold your hand throughout the process, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash Love Incubator to learn more about the program. And to schedule an incubator exploratory session so we can connect and see if it's right for you. So, again, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash love incubator. I also have two spots this year available on a sliding scale. These spots are for you if you're a single mom or have been financially impacted by the pandemic or are part of a historically marginalized population. I'm only accepting 10 women. So these spots will fill quickly. So if you are interested in joining us this year, again, veronicagrant.com forward slash love incubator is the place you want to head to now back to the show. Thank you so much, Deborah, for coming onto the show and for your question. As I said in the beginning of this podcast episode, I'm really glad that you brought this conversation to light because I know that it's actually probably quite a common concern and maybe even a common block from someone doing this deeper work. So I really, really appreciate it. Now, you'll notice that Deborah was trying to do everything under the sun to work on herself and change her dating patterns. But like I told her, she was avoiding doing the inner work that she needed to do. Whether conscious or unconsciously, she believed that she could skirt that by finding another way to meet people or do more work on the mental level, like pepping herself up or doing the relationship slash life visioning slash five-year plan. Again, these aren't bad things to do by any stretch. If you've heard me talk about the pyramid of deep work, you know you've got to do the mental work. You know you've actually got to do things differently. So you've got to you know, message people that you normally wouldn't message. You've got to ask for the boundary. You've got to ask for what you need, right? You have to do these things to actually change your life. However, you also have to do the inner work because ultimately how you feel and your spirituality is going to dictate how you think and what you believe and then that's going to dictate your actions. So you've really, really gotta do some of that work from the inside out. So here's what I want you to take away from this episode with Deborah. So for one, avoiding doing the deep work actually gives it a lot more weight. It's kind of like trying to press a fully blown beach ball underneath the water. It's like you can do it, you can do it, and maybe you get it for a second and then boom, it like comes up and it like hits you in the face, right? You can't do it forever. At some point, all of your stuff is going to come out because you're going to have some sort of relationship or a breakup that's really just going to you know, shit's going to hit the fan, right? And then you're going to have to deal with it. And it's going to be a lot worse. It's going to be much, much better if you are in control of the situation and you are the one deciding to bring the so-called skeletons out of the closet. It's just going to feel like a much more manageable, less charged experience. Second, what you're avoiding doing is probably the thing that you need to do. So if you don't want to you know, go back and do the inner child work, if you don't want to ask for the boundary, if you don't want to address an old relationship or whatever it is, that's probably the thing that you need to do because it's eating away at you and it's eating away at you for a reason, probably because it's bumping up against a core wound. And again, we know if you been listening to the show that your core wounds is going to have a huge, huge impact on how you show up in relationships, who you attract in relationships and the dynamic of the relationships that you are, that you are in. The third thing is start small. You don't have to go big, you know what I mean? You know, it might feel really 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 intimidating to do this deep work, you know, in the way that I work with my clients, right? That's that's a lot of work and we cover a lot of ground and we go real deep. And that might just feel like, "Whoa, I can't do that." And so therefore inner child work is not for me. I really don't want you to make that conclusion. I want you to start small. So with Deborah, I told her just put a picture of yourself you know, in the area where you do your meditation and journaling practice, just start there and just try to see how cute and sweet that little girl is in the picture. Just start there. That's a really, really good place to start. Over time, you will notice that your heart softens, your emotions soften when you see her. And then it's going to be easier and easier to go a little bit more in a little bit more in a little bit more in and do that inner child work. And then going along with that, I want you to go outside your comfort zone. That is important for your growth, but I don't want you to re-traumatize yourself. And I think this is really, really, really important. You know, some coaches, I think, have you go, you know, I, well, let me let me back up. So I think that sometimes people think with inner child work, you have to like hang out in the past and you don't want to like relive that trauma. And I really, really don't think that you have to do that. And that's not what I do with my clients. I do think that, you know, going back and reliving the trauma isn't going to help you at all. I do think that we have to go back and kind of extract that little girl, that little girl version of you pull her from that situation and help her to, you know, heal and feel and hear what she needed to hear that she didn't hear at the time. So that's going to feel uncomfortable, but it's not re-traumatizing yourself. I hope you can understand or see the difference there. Next thing is notice if you find yourself blaming something outside of yourself. Are you blaming online dating? Are you blaming COVID? Are you blaming men? Are you blaming women? Are you blaming your mom? Are you blaming, I don't know, who else? What else? The city you live in, that's another big one. And look, I'm not going to say that like dating in the middle of Oklahoma is exactly like how it is dating in the middle of New York City, but I have worked with women all over the world, literally all over the world, Tokyo, New York, London. Sydney, so the major cities, but also like teeny tiny towns in Texas and North Dakota and all over the place. And everyone everywhere will say that where they live sucks for dating. Anyways, I went on that tangent. The point is, is that I really, really, really want you to stop pointing the blame somewhere else. And again, that does not mean that there aren't real differences. Obviously, the pandemic has made things very, very different obviously there are weirdos and creepers online, but guess what? There are weirdos and creepers at church and at bars and your friends have weirdo and creeper friends too. The places that we quote unquote used to meet people, right? So None of these things are your problem. None of these things are the solution to your problem either. I really, really want you to point the flashlight inward and really do the deep work. And if you wanna have a nice little tasteful way to get started, I really encourage you to check out the Date Yourself Challenge. Again, we start Monday, March 22nd. So now is the time to sign up at veronicagrant.com forward slash Date Yourself Challenge. I will take you through five mini dates. Some are gonna be super fun, like buying yourself flowers. And then some I'm gonna ask you to go a little bit deeper. And begin to do some of this work so you can really begin to shift the patterns and the situations in your love life. All right, that is what I have for you today. I can't wait to actually meet you in the pop-up challenge group. Again, veronicagrant.com forward slash Challenge. You're gonna get support from me for the whole week. I'll answer your questions and then you'll get to come to my free workshop at the end of the challenge, which is just for challengers. And if you're listening to this after March 22nd, but it's just like a couple days or a few days after, it's still totally fine to join us. It's not too late. I send out the links to all of the previous day challenges that you might've missed. So don't think, oh, it's March 23rd, third or fourth, too late for me. No, it's not. Just come over and join us. Doing it later is better than never doing it, right? So again, one more time, going to give you that link, veronicagrant.com forward slash date yourself challenge. And also if you want to grab that COVID guide while you're at it, veronicagrant.com forward slash COVID is the place to do that. All right, my dear, I will see you next week with a brand new episode of the Love Life Connection, but hopefully I will see you before that inside the pop-up Facebook group for the Date Yourself Challenge. Don't forget, if you want to work closely with me this year to transform your love life, and frankly, your whole life, enrollment to the Love Incubator, which is my one-on-one coaching program with a small group element, is open for enrollment. If you've been wanting to work with me privately but can't swing it financially, this could be the perfect option for you. And frankly, the Incubator is the best of both worlds. You get one-on-one coaching calls with me so we can go deep where you need to go deep, Plus, you get to be part of a small community of women, 10 or less, who are doing the same work alongside of you, who will support you and you can learn from too. I only run the Love Incubator once a year, so I really don't want you to miss this if it's pulling on your heartstrings. If you're interested in learning more, your next step is to head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash Love Incubator. There, I've answered your questions, including info about dates, pricing, and how the program works. That's also the place where you'll set up your incubator exploratory call with me and that's where we'll connect and chat and I'll help you figure out if the incubator is the next right step for you. Space is very limited just to 10 women so that I can give you my full attention. So if this is resonating with you, I would really love to have you. Again, space is limited. So if you're interested, don't delay and head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash love incubator and set up your incubator exploratory call today.